very welcome back to the Flop Culture Patreon. Hope you're well. Thanks for being a patron of flops. We are back playing a game of bop or flop and it is the festive season. So it's festive themed and join me to discuss and get into it and debate. It's the lovely Cian Sullivan. He's back. How are you? Good, good. Thanks for having me and thanks for all the you know, supporters of the arts listening. <laughs> we love them. We love we the do. floppy discs. We do. Come here. Christmas music. We're obviously talking about Christmas music mm-hmm. and maybe more so contemporary Christmas pop music. But in general, are you a fan of Christmas music? Yeah, I am. I think it has its place. I, I, I'm i not really someone who will listen to, you know, Slade in July. I will stick it on early December and I'll finish it up by Christmas. And, I, and that's where it sits for me. I don't try and overindulge, but when I go in, I like to have my staples there. Okay, well, no one should be listening to Slade in July is what I will say. As someone who loves Christmas music, nobody should, (laughs) needs to be doing that. And if you are, please, professional help is available. Um, Yeah, I like Christmas music and I suppose I find, the reason why I wanted to do this podcast is because there seems to be like this influx of new like pop stars and even not necessarily new pop stars, but everyone having a crack at the Christmas song. Mm. Whereas previously, I really feel like it wasn't a thing. People had kind of resigned themselves to, you know, it's Mariah, it is Slade, it is Paul McCartney, it is Shake It Stevens. We will never become canon. Mm-hmm. But now it seems like people are either really trying to make their music canon or potentially they don't care and they're just like, fuck it. I'm going to write a Christmas song and I'm going to release it. What did you notice or did you, are you on that same wavelength as me? Because I just feel like, I, and maybe it's a generational thing as well, that it's, we obviously grew up with a, a lot of tracks that were the staples forever. But now I'm seeing all these new ones comes in, come in and that's begging the question for me. Can any of these new ones crack and become canon Christmas songs? Yeah, I I love that, uh, and, I, and I guess because oh, as I've said in this podcast before, I used, I love the charts. I used to be obsessed with them when I was younger. I listened to them every Sunday. So the whole idea of the Christmas number one is something that was like really well established by the time I was. It was like two thousand and three or whatever, and I kind of really got into listening to the charts. But at that point, like X Factor started, and the Christmas number one was totally ruined by the winner of the X Factor or campaigns against winners of the X Factor. So I was constantly trying to find possible songs that were like eligible competitors for Christmas number ones. Um, and to a certain degree, that has kind of changed over time. Uh, the Christmas number one isn't exactly what it used to be anymore. But I do love when new people enter the race because although I like the classics, I do quite enjoy seeing how contemporary pop stars try and take a topic that has been done to death with sounds that have been done to death and try put a new spin on it. And some of them are successful and some of them aren't. And then there's like things that are too new. Like I think I remember a few years ago sending you the... 303 Christmas song on Twitter. <laughs> oh my god. Kistletoe. That was basically Cry Me a River as a Christmas song and like that's a flop. <laughs> 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 